We should at some point, I need to start hitting record when the guys still think we're doing like pre-show banter because some of the stuff that you listeners miss out on is what amazing. What pre-show? What pre-show? I, but, I just joined. We're, we're professional. Actually, join, join our Patreon and you get to hear all the pre-show stuff. It's on our TikTok. It's on our TikTok. That will never see the light of day. By no. the way, our, uh, our Patreon is just Kyle's Cash App username. So that's just it, send it. He just yeah, wants just to send it directly it. to me. I'll filter yeah. it right back into the show. I promise. Yeah. This show is brought to you by Cash App. No, wait, just Kyle's Cash App. <laughs> just Kyle's account. That's weird. It says Kyle69. This seems weird, but all yeah. right. It's, it's just a hey, box. Hey, it's 14 years old, guys. Come on. <laughs> well, this is episode 71, believe it or not, of the current gen podcast, not of whatever else was going on just now. Uh, but before we get into our show... Because I've got Kyle here, Jeff's here, Dan's here, my name's Tim. Derek's off this week. Uh, before we jump into headlines and stuff, we want to talk about we're actually spinning up for the first time, spinning up something new. I'm pretty excited about it. And Dan's taking the lead on this. So I'll throw it to him yeah. to tell you what is happening. Dan's ready to fly the coop. I don't need dad anymore. I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> Screw you, dad. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I love Final Fantasy, in case people didn't know that. Um, and I thought it would be fun to have a separate show to do more Final Fantasy things in case everyone's kind of tired on this show to discuss Final Fantasy things. Um, so it's going to be called Chocobo Central. Uh, it's going to, you know, the center of all Final Fantasy things is going to focus on this show. I ah, get it. Chocobo mm -hmm. Central, center. Um, and I already recorded the first episode actually with my friend Brandon, who was, uh, with me on, uh, the Chocobro show that we did. Um, yep. And yeah, it's just going to primarily focus on Final Fantasy. But, you know, if there's another RPG that I'm like super passionate about and feel like doing something about it, I'll do that too. But it, it will focus primarily on Final Fantasy. Um, and the format will be different. Like, you know, the first episode is going to be like a podcast. The next episode might be like a short form thing. So it's not always going to be like, you know, like, you know, structured like a podcast. It might be something else. And then the episode after that might be a podcast again. So it's just going to be kind of whatever my mood is and what I feel like throwing out there. Or if you guys, like I said, if you want to discuss anything specific or shoot the shit or talk shit, because Jeff looks like he has sassy things to say about <laughs> something Final Fantasy. Then... I have nothing negative to say the whole podcast. I'm going to be completely. Oh. <laughs> So, right. yeah, we're going to see if Jeff can make it the entire show with nothing negative to say. And that's including talking about the Sony state of play. So that'll be interesting to hear him <laughs> navigate that one. Oh, I'm glad I watched that. Good. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Dan, when when uh, is the first one going to be released or you, do you not have a date yet? Um, I'm, I'm hope I mean, pro after this episode, um, I'm still editing it. But Brandon is uh, just putting the finishing touches on the um, on the logo. He's just been really busy the past couple of days. So he's like, I'm so sorry, man. I'm like, hey, it's not a big deal. This isn't like my real job. Otherwise, I'd be furious. <laughs> so but yeah, I'm hoping like, you know, probably no later than next Friday. So nice. But I'm and thinking sometime this, this week. You guys so. doing a weekly thing? You thinking a couple times a month? What do you guys I mean, the, the thing is with Final Fantasy news, it's either like. 
it, it's like once in a while or sometimes it's a good stream of news. So that's kind of that's kind of why, like, I, I feel like the structure of it isn't always going to be a podcast either. If if I want to just do something really short to kind of be like, oh, so something super important. But like, I don't have like an hour, hour and a half, two hours worth of information to discuss, then, you know, kind of do something short. So, gotcha. but yeah. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. So be sure to keep your eyes out for that one, guys. You'll see stuff from it on our YouTube channel as well as on our in our Facebook um, on our Facebook page. So make sure you check that stuff out. And uh, Kyle and I are starting a Mass Effect podcast. Ah. Okay. Uh, hey, this is the first I, time hearing of it, and I've never been so excited in my entire life. So. <laughs> hey, you Surprise. need to have me on as a guest as a longtime Mass Effect ignorer who is finally playing through the first game and. Uh. I'm I'm enjoying it, dude. I'm so glad you're in my boat. Like, yeah, because I've you know I'm still in Andromeda right now. Um, yeah. I'm just so glad you're in my boat because because yeah. I, I beat. I always ignored it. I finally ago. played Andromeda. And I don't know yeah. why. I just I've I had started Mass Effect one two separate times, and both times the combat was just like I don't know if I can do this for forty yeah, hours or, how, or however. Even when it came out, that combat was bad. So. Yeah. Or however long this game's gonna be, I was just like I don't want to commit to this. Like story like, interesting. 20, Twenty-eight, thirty hours. I was just like, it's, I don't, I don't want to do this, ones. but the combat is improved. I still don't love it, but I'm looking forward to playing, finally, really playing the second and third ones uh, after yeah, I beat the they first. They do get better. They do get yeah. better. So, I, mean, I, I, got, I was actually wowed by how, like, well 3 played. I was like, it, it played, like, it played this well, like, this long? Ago? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's jump into some headlines outside, of course, the most important headline, which is Chocobo Central. Uh, by the way, are Chocobos in every Final Fantasy entry? Is there any Final Fantasy um, entry that does not have Chocobos? I, I believe Chocobos were introduced in the second Final Fantasy. Could be third. I'm pretty sure it's second. So I, I guess the first one didn't. So gotcha. their yeah. their creation was born from within the second Final Fantasy. Got it. What about Moogles? Anybody know that one? Uh, well, I mean, Moog, Mog was an actual playable character in six. In six, yeah. Um, and and he could leave your party and then go back and get him. Yeah, but as I far as like, were, being... uh, I thought you were mispronouncing Muggles in a like you know Harry <laughs> Potter. No, save it, save it for the Harry Potter podcast. Oh uh, yeah, that's a different one. That's coming we got here. a lot of spinoffs coming your way. Hotheads <laughs> coming soon. Uh, all right, and well, we have no budget for this. Let's talk about some Nintendo news. Uh, Nintendo finally has officially announced the OLED model of the Switch, which comes out this October for 350 bucks. which if, if you're keeping track, that's $50 more than the regular model. That's $150 more than the Switch Lite. What you get if you buy this model is a bigger and better screen, of course. You'll get a new kickstand, which if you look at the video of it or the pictures of it, it actually does look like a much better kickstand. If you like tabletop mode, it actually goes across the entire back of that unit and kind of leans out and it's adjustable. So it just looks sturdier. Um, they're going to have a direct LAN Ethernet connection right into the charging base. You don't have to buy a uh, an adapter, which you currently have to buy. They're increasing the internal storage to 64 gigabytes. I forget what it was before. I think that's double. 32. Okay. It was 32. Yeah. So it was double. So they're, it's still not very much, but it's something. Um, they're claiming to have an enhanced audio and handheld and in tabletop mode, of course. Um, and, of course, the new white Joy-Con, really white and black because the buttons are black and the the sticks are black the playstation 5 edition it really looks very ps5 inspired uh it's white joy cons and base the first time we've had a official base uh or charging base release that's going to have a different color than black um nothing that we know of and it's actually been confirmed since then that there's no performance or battery life or really any kind of inner workings of the machine improvements um the pro the pro was a lie yeah it's not a pro lie 
it's but it's an it's an I mean they're calling it the OLED model because that's what it is. You're getting a better screen. Um, some of the early impressions I've heard of this uh, from various outlets is basically that it's the screen looks nice. It's bigger, of course. Um, everything kind of looks the same. It's just slightly bigger. It's kind of what you would imagine, and it's a heavier unit too. So if you play in handheld mode a lot, oh. it's uh, oh. it's heavy. It's heavier than the previous one. That was the reason I switched to the light because of how heavy like the regular switch was. So that's surprising to hear that it's heavier. Um, I'm seeing a lot of folks saying like, hey, this is actually this. If you don't have a switch and you're finally going to jump in this holiday season, this is the way to go. But if you already have one, it's it's a little difficult to find reasons to swap and trade in and upgrade because there's not really much of an upgrade. Um, if you're just playing in handheld mode, I don't know why you wouldn't just have a light. 200 bucks, you can have an awesome handheld system. Um, so I don't know. This is not bad, in my opinion. It's just not exciting, and I have no real interest it's, in it. It's a typical, a typical Nintendo thing, you know, because I mean, they're, they're I mean, again, these when these systems come out, the technology is already at least a couple of years old, and and this is like a handheld console hybrid. So the machine itself it was already sort of slightly behind last gen. So yeah. here we are now in this other generation, and. You know, it's the, the the disparity between you know the switch and and these current new machines is is just going to get wider. So you know, do we know how much better the screen is allegedly? Still, to, resolution wise, still going to be 1080p, 720p. It's just brighter and more vibrant, right? Yeah, it's o- just an OLED. Yeah, yeah, which is going to look great. Is, yeah. Know. So it's a it's a 720p handheld screen, and it can project up to 1080p on, uh, when docked. Same same uh, as before. Oh yeah, never mind. There's no point then. All right. There's no like. Uh, there's, yeah, there's truly no. no there's truly it. no yeah. performance of any kind that's being improved. It's just a slightly bigger screen, maybe perhaps a clearer screen. And OLEDs are. Uh, I mean, Kyle, you know, you have an OLED now too. Yeah. Those TVs are freaking heavy. So yeah, imagining yeah. that just oh, a little bit of that as a handheld. A good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be like. <clears throat> yeah. No. It's so weird because like it sounds like all the upgrades are in like the handheld screen you know mm-hmm. but like they have a whole light you know um they have a whole light line so like what i don't know who this is for i guess you know like because yeah are, are, people, are people who are playing on the switches. go supposed to buy this one or are they supposed to buy yeah. the light because the Good light question. is obviously more a little i think weird, just weird i think me. it's more for i think it's going to be p- for people who do prefer to play portable but then if you do on the off chance or just like i feel i'm feeling lazy and i still i just want to dock it and play it on the tv for a little bit Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like it's definitely leaning a, a bit more towards portable, but then it's like, then you could save money with the other one, but then this does have the like better screen. Yeah. So it's like, I don't uh, know. And ultimately it's a luxury like, item. Like, like Tim it said, is. like, it's probably just the best choice for newcomers. Like people yeah. who don't have a switch, this is probably the best. I, I think the white base and the white joy cons look pretty cool. Like I like that look. Yeah. I think it would look nice up on the entertainment. It'll unit match there. all the new gen consoles. It, it would, it just won't perform like one, but I do like, <laughs> I, I, I do think the, I know this sounds dumb. Cause most people are just like, well, I just bought a, uh, um, an adapter. So it was fine. But having the ethernet connection go right into the charging base. The reason why I think that's at least a, it's worth noting as a positive because they have so many cloud versions of games coming to Switch right now. And so at the very least, that's going to help with that experience if you're doing cloud-based gaming for Control or for the upcoming... Um, there was a game that's coming out that's cloud-based for Switch that I'm blanking out on uh, a big one. Anyway, there's a, there's, a, there's a bunch of them. And so 
Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's a small positive. I'm not that excited for this. Thankfully, Kyle, you and I will not have to go through the heartbreak of not finding one of these things for okay. if, if the second yeah. I thought it was, this was going to be like switch Two or something. Yeah. I, I, I was hyperventilating. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, side note, you can buy the dock separately if you want. I mean, right. yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's just cool. Like Cause again, it's, it's the same exact technology. So, yeah. uh, mm. it'll work with your old switch. All right. Uh, Netflix no longer supported on Wii U and 3DS as of last week. So if you were watching Netflix on those devices, uh, you can't anymore. Which, the only reason that's of note... I didn't know they that, were on them. I didn't yeah, know the only reason that's those. of note to me, because you're right, I don't think anyone is still watching Netflix on either of those devices. Not very many people, at least. But that means there is no... There's currently no Nintendo device that supports Netflix. So That's such a weird... Interesting. Nintendo yeah. gun Nintendo sometimes, I yeah, guess. It's great, so weird. Great job, Nintendo. You who, did it. You got rid of Netflix. I don't even, know. Even, <laughs> even Hulu is on um on the Switch. Like it they is, randomly yeah. have Hulu on there, but like now now Netflix has just ceased to exist on any Was Nintendo. Was there bad blood at some point? Like why? Well, there I know the statement from Netflix in some kind of interview or podcast or something was basically you know, we can't give you all the details on that, but it's not because of us. <laughs> oh, so, yes, there's some bad blood there. <laughs> I think it's Nintendo. There's yeah. something with Nintendo. They won't pay the fee or whatever, whatever the thing is that they're supposed yeah. to do to get Netflix. They're not doing it. So that literally everybody else pays. Yeah. Which yeah, it doesn't sure. bother me at all. I do all my TV watching on my I phone. I never my TV, run so. Netflix through my Switch. So No. Yeah, that, no that'd be dumb. <laughs> my my <laughs> phone does all that stuff for me. Like my phone has become my go-to for any any kind of portable viewing is all on the phone. Sure. Yeah. Um PlayStation Now is getting some really cool updates this month. They're actually already there. So if you subscribe to PlayStation Now or are considering it, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is now on the service. The sad news there is it's going to be removed on November 1st. So you've got a few months to play it there. Same thing with Judgment. They added that, but that's going to be removed October 4th. So you can get some uh, some summer and early fall gaming in on those two games on PS Now service. Neo 2, NASCAR Heat 5, Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, God of War, the reboot, of course, in 2018, and Moving Out are all joining the service as well. I mean, honestly, Sony just needs to make this a download and play service, and I'll be interested. Like, as soon as they well, get away from I mean, uh, for, I think, for all their titles. Sure, sure. I was going to say, I think I think a majority of the PS4 ones are downloadable. So, at least is that. But I mean, they should have their whole catalog on there. That would be what they compete with Game Pass, right? Is yeah, just yeah. Have, they, they need to make it, like, impossible to ignore because it's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they put their whole catalog on there and even charge like 20 bucks a month, I'd have a hard time saying no. Like that'd be, I'd mm-hmm. at least, I'd at least subscribe for a little bit to go back yeah. and play some stuff. 20 yeah. would be hefty per month though. <laughs> it would, would be a lot per wouldn't month, you but... at least give it a try? I don't know. I'd at least, I mean, I'd at least give it a try. If there was like certain things that I'm like, oh man, like this ran, this random PS one, like, um, I don't know, like I have Legend of Dragoon, but I have the actual original one, but like, I don't have a PS one to play it on or a PS two. So playing playing that again i'd be like sure i'll I'm in. you know for like a month if you're bringing legend of dragoon to like ps whatever <laughs> i'm in like i'll pay yeah. whatever money so Absolutely. give us a sequel damn it yeah <laughs> all right so moving on to game pass updates we talked about ps now the lesser service sorry dan uh and now I'll talk about game pass the service that's actually worth your money um game <laughs> yeah, pass this is rude. Game Pass has a few games leaving the service this month. You've got EA Sports, UFC, and UFC 2 leaving. That's just because they're leaving EA Play, which you have access to if you've got Game Pass Ultimate. Um, on July 15th, you've got Endless Space 2, Downwell, and CrossCode all leaving. So make sure you guys tell Derek. I know he plays those games a lot, probably. 
<laughs> Those games are um, dumb. We're getting Red Dead Redemption those two. Seem Suck like it. six, seven out of ten games they're, that Eric would just. They're adding. Uh, I know. They're adding a few major ones though to the cloud service specifically this month, and then a few to all the versions of Game Pass. But Dragon Quest Builders two is going to be added to cloud alongside the Medium this month. So both of those will now be streamable if you try that cloud service. I didn't have a lot of success. I've tried it on my computer. It worked fine. I tried it on my phone. It did not work all that great. Um, I've got an iPhone, so we'll see if they improve that over time. Um, they're adding uh, Tropico 6. It's already on the console and PC, as well as through the cloud. UFC 4 will be on the console version of Game Pass. Blood Roots coming to all three, and Farming Simulator coming to all three next week. So I have Blood Roots on my Switch. And? I haven't played it yet. It's oh, one okay. of those games that's like downloaded and I haven't touched it yet. Yeah, I've got it. It's been downloaded for months. Got a couple of those. They did announce that they've got major plans to expand Game Pass by creating their own Xbox-branded streaming devices, um, launching the service in more markets, working with TV manufacturers. So mm. think about like your your Vizio uh, smart TV that you might buy, and then you've got all your built-in apps. And what if you saw Xbox right there as one of them? See, just... right there. I wouldn't even need to buy an Xbox. I just download yeah. the app and play it on my TV. And, uh, That's and actually I get, kind, I... of, kind of brilliant, but also defeats the purpose of owning a console. So sure, it does, but Xbox. I feel like I feel like Xbox has made it clear from the early get-go that uh, part of it could be, hey, we're already losing a lot, so let's change our approach. That could be it. But it seems like they've never really prioritized being the biggest seller of the consoles. It's been all about let's get their subscriptions, make our platform mm. outside, whether they're on the console or not. Let's make our platform, the Game Pass platform, so important that they have to have it. Yeah, Sony Sony needs the numbers console wise because they have their exclusives and the exclusives are what, are what pushes their machines. Whereas Microsoft just for them it's almost it's just like a, a bombardment of numbers. It's just a numbers game to them. So the more people they get on that platform, it's just better for them. You know, it's so. interesting they they can't compete with Sony on hardware sales and they can't compete with Nintendo on software sales. So they're going a very different route, and I think it's they're going pretty, the Netflix route. It's pretty just smart. Burning through money and. Hoping subscriptions add up. I, it seems That's like it's it working. Like to me. It seems like it's working it's, though, it's, man. Yeah. It's, it's gonna work so far. It's gonna yeah. get me. It's gonna yeah. get me. So yeah. it'll happen. It'll happen. Uh, we had a Sony State of Play this week, aired on Thursday, July eighth, and to their credit, they told us what was gonna be on the show. So no one would be like, finally a Horizon release date or a God of War gameplay clip or fill in the blank. They were like, nope. Here's what you're gonna see. They said it like two days before it even aired. You're going to see about 9 to 10 minutes of Deathloop extended gameplay and then about 20 minutes or so of third-party and indie titles. So, And we're not going to talk about God of War or Horizon Forbidden West. That was, they, they told everyone straight up. So it's it does help set the expectations a bit for a show sure. like this. That's fair. Um, so I, I did respect them being open about it instead of yeah. everybody yeah, getting Yeah, nice transparency, up. Sony. Good job. Yeah, which allowed me to then not rush to watch it. I didn't watch it till like, late. That same. Later that same. Night. I, <laughs> Yeah, I watched, I watched it. it uh, I watched it like like an hour or two late, which yeah, I watched like, it ah, like two. I watched it like two hours ago because I only watched the Sifu trailer. <laughs> yeah. That was like what I was most excited yeah. for. Yeah. Right away, I watched Sifu, yeah. and then uh, and then yeah, I watched the rest of the show literally two hours ago. Yeah. Like I, I just didn't feel. It's one of those things where it's like you could call it underwhelming, I guess, but not if you think about how they set the expectations. It kind of hit right where I expected it to, mm -hmm. yeah. expectation-wise. Yeah. So I'll just go through the announcements real quick. Uh, Moss Book 2 is announced. They're going to, of course, work on that for PSVR. That was what I th I thought was one of the more charming games um, that came out that year. I think that was 20, 
2018, maybe. I can't remember what year that was, but it was a pretty charming little uh, game. One of my favorite VR experiences outside of Astrobot. I thought it was really good. Um, book two, I don't know why. Maybe it was my connection was slow, but it just didn't look that good to me. But maybe the other one looked like this too. I, I felt it, like I think it did. I felt like it looked way better, but mm. um, it's probably just. I mean, this is also maybe just still being worked on, so it's not fully polished either. So. But I, I, I think that game's a great game. It's very charming. It's very, very cool. So that's coming out. They didn't say when, of course, just in development. Uh, Arcade Geddon. It's basically a... It, to me, it looked like Fortnite in space. It's kind of a third-person action shooter. I, I assume there's multiplayer involved here. It looked like there was at least. I didn't... Yeah, I gotta be honest. I didn't take super detailed notes because I kind of... I may or may not have skimmed through some of these. Okay, guys? It didn't um, look super interesting. It kind of looked like a yeah, game that already right. exists. So. But you can yeah. try it out on PS5 now in early access. You can go give it a try if uh, if you want to play Fortnite in space. I don't know if it's Fortnite in space. <laughs> um, Fort space. Now, here's one I am interested in. That's Tribes of Midgard. I am excited for this game. Uh, it, it might end up being a swimming in sevens. That's only for a certain type of person. But I feel like this game is going to be a lot of fun. Um, they detailed things like all the class. They didn't detail every class, but they showed there's going to be eight different classes to choose from with multiple skill trees and rune powers. Uh, they also talked a lot about their post-launch plans with multiple seasons, how they're going to have saga quests, which are these kind of large epic stories that end in a big giant boss fight with new weapons, new loot, new rewards. So their plan is to uh, to have seasons, and the first season is going to launch us, I think, right with the game. Um, and I, I had to make this note because I keep forgetting because it looks just like a complete indie game, but it's being published by Gearbox. So, OK. Um, and I had forgotten we saw this from them. They talked yeah. About yeah. It. it was in their. Yeah. Uh, what if, whatever they want to call a conference. Like, okay. Yeah. They're yeah. Randy pitchford a Yeah. 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 <laughs> but this game comes out in uh, in three weeks or lo- actually less than that. Closer yeah. to two weeks. I'm super, ja- I'm super jazzed about this game. I think it's totally awesome. forgot it about the release date because I was just like, oh, it's just like uh, I, I the first time I saw it, I remember going, oh, poor man's Valheim or whatever. Yeah, but so then yeah. the more we saw Hustle, it, you know, peasant like, Valheim. Yeah, peasant <laughs> Valheim. But but the more we saw of it, I was like, I don't know. It's got like a Diablo flavor that I yeah. haven't right. touched. In, I think it's yeah, got a really cool art ever? style. I think it's got some vibrant oh. colors going on with it. They started yeah. showing the bosses, and those look like really cool bosses scale boss cool, fights. Yeah. You know, I could just there was there was a really a lot to chew on since he. Feel like, and also I, I feel too. like uh, I'm very partial to the games that are going to be fun with my bros. You know what I mean, like. Now there's you can do, this is like no. eight or ten people. It's gonna be a bro. It's gonna be a bro right? game. No, come on, bros. Come on, it's, bros. It's, it's like a it's like a it's huge like, like, Final is Fantasy. Is it eight 15. people like multiplayer? Yeah, is that what it I is? think it's I think it's up to ten, just like Valorant. Oh, ten. Okay, wow. Yeah, I'm see, I'm all about that. I think that's so cool. Um, it does have uh, roguelike elements too, so I'm curious how they implement those, and hopefully they're not too frustrating because that is can it, make um, or break a game for me if it's too yeah. if it's too much of a reset when you die, then yeah. I'm then I lose interest. We'll Tim, see. does does it have bro elements or? Uh, it Come does on, because it does every time you kill an enemy, your character goes, "Let's go!" Like that. Uh, well, it's it's so a gearbox. Good. It's gearbox <laughs> is touching it, so there's got to be some sort of. Yeah, there's some humor. sort of dated bro reference going I'm on. I'm sure that sure. Godfall sure. had that too, right? <laughs> Could ask Eric. I mean. uh, this next game I thought looked kind of cool. I hadn't heard of it before. It's uh, Fist, Forged in Shadow Torch, is what that acronym stands for. I don't know why I didn't just call it Forged in Shadow Torch. Sounds way cooler. Like Fist. Well, because, I, mean, I mean, he's got a giant fist, so... Yeah, that's true. Uh, I thought this game looked really cool. Of course, it's more talking animals. Um, that's a that's a thing. I don't know if you guys knew that. That's a it's thing. A it's, thing. It's, it's a Gaston thing. It's a Gaston thing. 
It does not stop. But uh, it kind of had a steampunk, futuristic type of a vibe to it, I thought. I liked the action that they showed. It was, you know, it was a sizzle reel, so it was quick. But what they showed, I thought, looked pretty cool. I'd be interested in trying this one out. It comes out September 7th. Um, I like the way that one looks. Uh, Hunters. Seem like I, I, you mentioned it being a sizzle reel, and the fact that it was probably is why I forgot all about this game. But did it look like it would be like a $30, $40 game? Oh, I was thinking more like 20 yeah, but, 20, okay. 20, maybe 30 at the most. But so yeah. probably worth, worth trying. Yeah, I'll probably put it on my computer yeah. then so yeah. I can try it. I think it looks cool. I think it looks cool. If it reviews well, for sure, I'll get it. If it yeah, reviews decent, then I'll grab it on sale. And if it tanks, then I will ignore it. Um, right. Hunter's Arena Legends. This does not look great. So I'm just going to keep on moving through this one. Do you guys, I don't know if you saw this one, but it had a serious vibe at first where it was like these serious... Uh, it's what if a fighting game met a battle royale and it kind of had this serious like face off and then it goes into some absolutely ridiculous costumes like a guy with an afro and a big basketball yeah yeah and, yeah, like, yeah. and, and a chicken silly, it was like a chicken, a chicken or, a, or a rubber ducky um, uh, mallet or something like, i immediately rolled my eyes and i was like oh this looks great but it's gonna be on ps plus in august so that was can, a uh, that was a pee break game for me that's <laughs> You're not even going to pause it. You're just going to let it go. <laughs> let no. roll, I guess. Don't let it go. Oh, I'm not into this. Uh, Sifu, Sifu looks great. Sifu has yeah. a really cool art style. Um, it kind of still gives amazing. me still gives me old boy vibes, uh, mm. some of those fight scenes. Um, I think it looks <laughs> difficult, and hopefully it's not repetitive. I put that in my notes that it possibly could be repetitive. So I hope it's not. I hope that the combat just feels right, and I'm okay with you know, fighting the same type of enemies over and over again. I, I think I think with that game, it needs to have really good AI that just kind of keeps you on your toes. Because then if it does, then then you got to incorporate all of the different moves and sort of, you know, the combat, like just keeping it fresh as you're going through it. Because, you know, if he keeps dying and you're kind of repeating or however it is, because he's aging, right? But then like... Yeah. Yeah, every keeps, time you he die, he keeps going you through age. the loop, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I think so. that, like, maybe you only have, like, a, to a certain amount of age or you yeah. can't beat the game. And then the game uninstalls reset. itself. And then you're done. Yeah, yeah. the game, yeah. it's a one time play. You only get to play it once. Yeah. <laughs> it deletes <laughs> like your life. save, just like uh, near Automata. At yeah. a certain point, it says you're 105 and you're just walking around going, <laughs> just whacking yeah. with the cane. Excuse me? <laughs> or just yelling at them. Um, yelling they racial move... slurs at them. That one of the <laughs> one of the most annoying things is though it said 2021 and then it flipped yeah. and said early 2022. That, I didn't like the way they did. They almost did that yeah. like it was like cute. Like they're like, no, oh, big deal, right? right? Yeah. It, that's the kind of thing you do when you have good news or a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. out now or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you roll, <laughs> yeah. you you do that uh, graphic and roll it forward, not backwards. Yeah. You know, like that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be like all right. So think back in the day when you wrote the girl that you like a note. Maybe this was just me. And will you be my girlfriend, yes or no? And if she were to hold up a piece of paper that it looks like the box is checked, yes. But then you realize she's got like an overhead transparent thing and she slides it over and it actually is checking no. Sure. And then she's like, you see what I did? Isn't that funny? No. No. I'm like the kid in World of Millers where I'm like, you guys wrote girls notes? Tim was a real ladies man. Yeah, I really was. I got a lot of no no boxes checked. All right. Jet the Far Shore has a really, in my opinion, very kind of indie style yeah. look to it. A little bit like Ashen with the characters are just kind of like the faceless, blocky. It's a very specific art style. It's not going to you know, appeal to everybody. But I thought that the, um, the the flying motion where it's all kind of nonstop and smooth yeah. looks kind of interesting. Um, but that comes out later this year. They didn't say when. 
So it looks like it could be not like, I don't know, not like relaxing, but it just kind of sort of has a little bit of like a relaxing vibe to it. Just kind of flying around, you know? Because it so. looks like even your enemy encounters are more about just surviving and escaping than actually yeah, yeah. trying to shoot everything. You're trying to like scan it and learn about it and explore. And, yeah. Hmm. So we don't want right. to kill things. Our Talk about call. a $20 game. This one kind of looked $20 to me. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Like, well, we'll see. You know, I want to. I want to see. Cost twenty dollars to make. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Two people I, made it. That's I'm just kidding. I thought. I thought it looked kind of interesting. Uh, Demon Slayer: The Hinokami Chronicles. So mm. I, I don't know if this is like an existing IP in some. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle brought uh, it. Anime. It, yeah. is Kyle a, <laughs> it is an anime. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna, so. uh, anime. Uh, Kyle brought it up last week, and Kyle, thank yeah. you for reminding me because I was like literally smack dab in the middle of watching it, and then the other day I was oh, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, let me start watching. Christian metal band, yeah. Demon Slayer. Yes. Ah, okay. <laughs> Right. Uh, exactly. But I was in, I was in the um I was right in the middle of the fight with the dude with the like the not, they're not bongos obviously but like yes. the drums that he has like inside of them yes. like I was right I was like right in the middle of that fight I was like oh yeah I, I was super into this and I just yeah. forgot about it so. oh I'm so happy you went um, back to it there's a movie it, watch it yeah 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 it's it's on Funimation so I'm gonna watch it it right is after. yeah you yeah. can just stream it yeah exactly excellent so. excellent first season like holy well, crap the, like, the, just amazing the, yeah I think the game looks interesting it's clearly you know, very anime style and all that kind of stuff. It could yeah. be, I don't know, the fighting yeah. looks like it could be interesting. It's hard I to say. The, I thought the fighting looked like what they're trying to do in the anime, but like as a game, but like it looked kind of, I don't know, there was something kind of like rough to me about it. The there. visuals were a little rough. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It feels yeah. arcadey, but not in like a, not in a, uh, like it, a retro arcade. I immediately uh, thought right. of the Samurai Jack game that came out last year. Mm, where yes. I was like, I'm into good, this, but it looks example. a little cheap. But I'm kind of into this, you know. And yeah. that's the thing, like the art style, the actual, and like when you're watching it and in motion, it's like it's unbelievably beautiful. Like it's insane. Yeah. So that anime is like there are moments in that anime where, where my jaw was on the ground, and if like yeah. the game can recapture that in any way, which it probably won't, just with it doesn't look. It doesn't look like furniture. It. Yeah. Buy some furniture for your house. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, that comes out October fifteenth. Uh, I think it comes on multiple consoles, but of course this is a Sony state of play, so they're only telling us about PS4 and PS5. Right. Sure. Sure. Uh, Lost Judgment showed us a new trailer, a variety of what I consider to be very Yakuza-like gameplay and mini games and yeah. story and characters yeah, and. Oh yeah. Um, this, give me all of it. Oh, I'm yeah, so excited. It, it um, looks num, 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 really num. great. Like it looks, it looks great. It really does. It comes out September 24th. It looks like a high quality game. Dog that, walking, skateboarding. Are you kidding me? I'm yeah. so in. So you in. Can stick your dog on in. people. Are you kidding Dude, me? Dude, <laughs> I haven't walked a dog in a video game since Nintendo Dogs. Okay. Yeah. That's how long it's been. <laughs> um. So Lost Judgment still still has a release date of September 24th. I was glad to see they didn't have yeah. to push Quick that. Quick turnaround back. for that game too. Um, yeah, seems yeah, I feel like, like it. that. The Judgment One just came out like a couple years ago. Just yeah, yeah. So, 2019. Like, I think that was my first real play of uh, you know a Yakuza type. Uh, and this game. is the first. This is the first entry after the two pillars have been announced, where Yakuza Eight will go on being like a, a turn-based mm. game, but Judgment will continue the 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 build yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah Judgment's you know, like the so arcade it's like this, this combat, is the yeah. so this is the first like foray into like what what the pillars of Yakuza mean. Uh, if this whatever. is a spoiler, then don't answer it. But are those two in the same universe yes yeah okay yes okay. yeah they, they've said they kind of addressed that with the first one they're like yeah yes. it's the yeah. same universe but you know okay cool uh death draining director's cut so i i was gonna skip through this because i was like i get it this game is beautiful and it's unique and but i you know i get it I've, I've tried this game out i played it for probably six or seven hours and i like it uh, i don't love it but i like it a lot and um it's a gorgeous game 
and I was gonna just skip through it, but then they started flashing up on the screen all the yeah. descriptions of the new things they're adding, yeah. and yeah. I don't even think I captured it all. I just wrote, jotted down the ones that caught my attention. Um, but I thought this was fascinating. So the, of course, it's coming out on um, September 24th, alongside with Lost Judgment, uh, on the PS5. It's gonna, obviously, it's gonna have remastered visuals. We knew that. So the visuals and performance is gonna be improved. But they're adding new enemies, new bosses, new weapons. You're going to have new things to interact with in the world, like an AI buddy bot, a cargo catapult. There's racetracks, which I don't know if there were racetracks before, but they're there adding. There weren't, no. 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 Okay. for that. <laughs> um, and new story missions and a whole bunch of other stuff. They're adding so much to this um, that even if you owned it before, this seems like a version. That if, especially if you're a big yeah. fan of Death Stranding, this seems like a no-brainer. This is, uh, is going to be an insane year for me playing a bunch of old games that I wish I had played already. <laughs> It seems like yeah. they're almost trying to focus a bit more on shooting too, because the first game is not yeah. really heavily focused on that. I don't know no, how much I I, uh, I killed one guy during my playthrough of Death Stranding, mm. and it was chaotic because you're not supposed to kill people in that game. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't know how they're gonna balance that because it looked like in the trailer they looked like there was a lot of shooting going on, a lot right. of stuff going on. So yeah, yeah I'd love to see how they balance that or how yeah. they change that if they do. Yeah. Huh. I did see, by the way, speaking of Norman Reedus, I did see uh, someone put up a like a dream cast list on some Facebook group that I'm in of if they ever did Red Dead Redemption 2. And they, they said he'd be perfect John Marston. And I was like, mm. yes. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm on board on with that. that. Yeah. Yeah, if he can do, hey, that person was right. Yeah. <laughs> if, he can, yeah, yeah. if he can nail the voice, like just, yeah. You know? yeah. Might have to go younger. Mm. Right. It depends on if they're telling the story from the right from the first one of the yeah. series. Yeah, 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 yeah. the Arthur story. I don't know why you wouldn't though. That story is just so so. Uh, the Arthur story is way better than the first yeah. game, but you know whatever. <laughs> oh, I mean, one hundred percent, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, if I had to cast Arthur, I think they they picked a pretty stereotypical actor. I thought for this type of role, and they picked um. Brolin? I'm, playing, I'm playing on his name. I the guy I was against Brolin. Yeah. Josh, yeah. Uh, Josh Brolin, right? Yeah, okay. John, yeah, Josh Brolin. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, Josh. okay, everyone would have picked him. Everybody I was thinking, I was thinking more like the guy who played in Longmire, Walt Longmire. I know he's older, oh, but interesting. that type of guy where yeah. he's just kind of this grizzled cowboy veteran. I know he'd have to be a little older. I think in the game he's supposed to be just under 40. I think they hint at him being in his late 30s, maybe yeah. close to 40. Um, but anyway, which is a bummer because. I'm 38, and I'm supposed to be the same age as Arthur. Yikes! Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in well, those years, you yeah, died. Yeah. Like you died if you got diarrhea for crying out loud. So I mean, <laughs> right. dude, have you seen? Everybody looked have like you seen hell that Dave took, Chappelle they stand up? Have you seen Dave Chappelle stand up? He talks about that about how that sounds used, familiar. You used to get back in the day. You get diarrhea. You're like you, as soon as you hear that first squirt, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I have to rewatch some of his new ones because I watched them like uh, one time and laughed and uh, just haven't gone back to him yet. He but, is, uh, uh, he oh, is man. so fine. I've been, as far as stand up goes, I've been on a Bo Burnham kick because he released a new special. Yeah, and then I went yeah. back and watched his old ones and he just. He's I can great. I've watched his special depressing. so many times. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a realness that yeah. comes in by the end of the special that'll always knock you down. Um, and if, especially if you if you don't relate to it, it's just gonna knock you down and go, oh, that was depressing. Um, but um, uh, his er like his earlier specials from like a few years ago are just nonstop, just jokes, like just so freaking clever. They kill me. We watch yep. them all. The time. All right, so that, there's your uh, comedy corner with Tim and. Here Jeff. we go. Comedy corner right. coming soon. Coming soon. Next podcast. They close things out with the Death Loop extended gameplay, cool. as promised, and they did show a good amount of it. They and did. I watched probably about two minutes without 
I was kind of interested. Let me see what they have to say. And then I was kind of done. I just kind of skimmed through to see what else, if there's anything else after this. Nope, there wasn't. So I felt good. And it's not because I don't think Deathloop looks fun. I do. I think it looks interesting. I like the style. I think it has potential to be one of those games that I typically wouldn't enjoy, but maybe I'll enjoy this one. I don't know. I, um, um, but I, I wasn't, I, I still, there's something about this game that just doesn't have me super hyped that's for it. Maybe so that's wild okay. Because you See, like Dishonored. Like, well, yeah, because so it's the Dishonored guys, right? Yeah, I don't know I why like, people. I, I like don't know why people player adventure games like Dishonored. Yes, I don't know why people are crapping on this game so hard. I don't know if it just hasn't either. shown well. Like, I don't. Is it is it a single player experience? I mean, well, yeah, so that so was a single. That was a campaign mission, right? With this one. So this was the best showing I think so far because I think they explained it the best out of all the times they've shown it. Um, at, at one moment when they bring up the the chick that's hunting you, um, it said either player controlled or AI controlled. So they actually said it. So you don't have to play online then because if it's AI controlled, she's just going to be it's just going to be a computer coming at you. All right. Now um, I'm more interested. So but like I, I think I think for me, it's like got a little bit of like that returnal, like, you know, rinse and repeat. Like, oh, you messed yeah. up or you died. You got caught. Now you got to start over. Yeah. I think I think length will be an issue if if the sections are too long like going through them and, and the game's just going to start getting longer and longer because yeah, you're dying and yeah. rinsing and repeating, then that'll be an issue. But if, mm -hmm. if the sections are kind of smaller and easier to get through, but there's a lot of options, then I think it'll be more fun because then you can play around with it a bit more and yeah. it's not going to take you as long to beat the game. But we don't yeah. know because they haven't really explained, you know, they haven't really shown a lot. So yeah, yeah I, I still, yeah, I still, I still struggle myself with the scope of it. Like, yeah. How how long is this some bitch gonna be for real? Right. Because yeah. it's like what eight eight targets I think they yeah, say. Yeah. Which, which it seems like a lot, you know. Yeah. Especially to figure out how to get them the very first time and then to wrap it into like the final run. Yeah. Because that's one, what it's all about. You have to kill all eight like before like yeah. the loop ends, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. It's, like, it's all that's about how you figuring break the out loop. how to get them all. Again, yeah. you can get multiple people in the same areas at the same time to kind of like. I think it's gonna be more playful though and more accessible than like a roguelike. I don't think we're talking about something that's right. gonna be. It, I'm hoping it is to be honest. Difficult, yeah, like, I'm, hope, I'm hoping it's a little more like you you take a lot from every yeah. run too, maybe like skill wise and power wise or whatever. Well, they talked about almost like a type of currency that like because at one point it shows that you die, but then you use some ability you get later on that like instead of starting over again, you essentially start like um like right before that section that just happened, and then it shows him like kill everybody, and then he goes to like where his body died, and he kind of gains some sort of currency. To like replenish something, I mm -hmm. I forget what it was specifically, but yeah, it was it, some type of ability. I don't even know if they used the ability. It might have been a gun yeah. or something like that, or yeah. a, or a, 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 the mine that he laid, a trip mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm glad that teleporting is in the game because those guys, those dishonored guys, really do that well. I really like the teleporting in those games, dude. Well, I'm glad you guys told me that there's because uh, in my head I had written this off as a multiplayer only oh, it's game. Oh, just multiplayer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they they yeah. specified. They said player or AI controlled. So. All right. Well, now I'm. My interest level has gone up. That's yeah. good. I'm glad you told me that. I think it looks decent. I don't think it looks bad. So, well, speaking yeah. of multiplayer ruining experiences, uh, <laughs> the next the next Assassin's Creed title. So we're done with the state of play review. Um, but the next <laughs> Assassin's Creed title uh, is rumored and now has been confirmed by yeah. Ubisoft that it's in development and they're codenaming it Assassin's Creed Infinity, which isn't a bad name. Actually, it's not at all. Yeah, it's very Especially literal. If you told me if, this would be like a future one where they they. If use there were a future one, future. and if it were like, hey, by the way, your character can use the animus to go to multiple settings in history. Now I'm like, whoa! I didn't expect this, and I'm here for it. I love it. You can go back yeah. to these different, you know, 
uh, time periods with different weapons. Love it. Big single player. Emphasis on single player story adventure. That's yes. not what this is. Uh, yeah. This is probably going to have multiple historical settings. They're early in development, but they're saying it's likely to be a live service multiplayer game. And I was like, oh. I just feel like this is them giving yeah. up. Like, this is like, we don't know what to do. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, I think we did like, every. Like, top Vikings. We're not gonna do no. Japan. Like, well, they were like Ghost of Tsushima. And, and yeah, we're never gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. so sorry, you know, because we're, we're we're sticking we're to our morals. Samurai. So it's we're just. just that, I don't know. I, we're just gonna do some live service game that's gonna go on forever, and you idiots are gonna play it, or Dude, you're not. I, we don't care. I like <laughs> to think that the uh, Ubisoft like execs had like the first early build of Assassin's Creed Tsushima. And then they yeah. saw Ghost of Tsushima announced, and he just threw it in the Damn garbage. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> get out of here with that. What, we, yeah, what exactly else do kids what like? Fortnite? Whatever, let's do it. That's why this game is coming out in 2025 or something, because that other game was like halfway done already, you know? And they're like, oh no. It's, oh. it's, I don't. We gotta like, throw I, away I, Assassins of Tsushima. Like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I, I can't stand them, these, these companies that just try to follow a trend. It's like, it's not coming from the heart. It's just a yeah, bunch of suits well, going down. It's like 10 yeah. years old. And yeah, I was about was like to five say that years too. ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's not even a trend anymore. No. It's just every life. Like, oh, they started that tried this. But they want, they want the money. Failed. They want the money. That's all that matters. It's so, just the green. You know? So Fortnite and PUBG, these games really hit big in 2017, right? Mm -hmm. Or was maybe it 2015? That, right? Was it 2015, maybe? I don't know. Um, it was somewhere in that range, I want to sure. say. Someone, yeah. someone could probably look it up. By the time this game sees the light of day, I think, Kyle, you're right. They say 2024. I think 2025 is probably more likely depend based on how early they're saying it is this would literally be 10 years behind the times like why yeah. would you do this you're mm -hmm. not even close and they're already like work for destiny saying... which came out in 2012 or whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> like if yeah. they put the, if they put the finishing touches on the skull and bones game and that i assume that would be more of a live service multiplayer pirating game at least that's a little closer i would assume to the, but like, yeah. uh, I don't know, man. Whatever. And, and I think, so what they're gonna do? Like, uh, I think I read that every season is gonna be a different time setting. That's how they're gonna do that. Like, I don't. Be one I don't want this. Is a yeah, yeah. So like, season. if I decide not to play for a season and I miss out on all of like whatever uh, world well, so I want to play I because my life is busy at that time. So that's that. yeah. that's <laughs> the thing because Valhalla for me, obviously Tim thought like a little bit differently, but for me, I, Valhalla was just there was just too much. It was yeah. just way too much. By the time sure. you get to the ending. And then it's like the ending was like it was kind of an ending, but it was like a cliffhanger. And it's like I don't want a cliffhanger in a video game that's already like a hundred hours. And then you're gonna yeah. give me DLC that's like another forty hours, and yeah. then another DLC that's another forty hours. And like that's what this game's gonna be, but it's gonna yeah. be hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. Yeah. So it's like I mean, I guess I don't understand it from a business perspective also because didn't like the Greece one and and this last uh, Vikings one just sell incredibly well and like review incredibly well, and now they're like okay. Yes. So now we're gonna pivot hard. They're selling. Uh, yeah, selling Odyssey and Valhalla were hits critically, commercially. Doesn't yeah. Make any sense. So I now think... we're gonna pivot hard into something that there's a lot of disdain for right now. Like hated, people, there's a know? lot of like industry-wide disdain for games of the service. It's almost a bad word now. So it's like. And I just yeah. don't get. I don't get it. I don't. Dude, know. if um, Avengers can't make it work, and that's the freaking <laughs> Avengers. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I mean, the MCU is the biggest <laughs> thing in the entire world. I mean, like, that, that no offense to the developer, I think that was uh, not the right developer. No offense to them. Quite true, but still, the, the IP alone should have been enough to carry it. Exactly, sure. yeah, but yeah. but they um, wanted to force down this, like, weird games. And I don't know, it just, it's super weird to me, because they, they, they have to be watching all these games fail, like, at this model. 
Did you guys ever play the uh, multiplayer, competitive multiplayer that AC had a couple, you know, a couple entries back? I played it. Uh, so I think it was Brotherhood. It was either Brotherhood or Revelation. I think Revelation had it. Brotherhood. They, they had both it. did, but I forget which one I tried. I actually thought it was like a little fun for a while, which I'm not yeah. super into multiplayer. But then like it got super repetitive because you're, oh, yeah. you're basically doing the same thing. Like yeah, it's it's who can hide in the haystack before the other people and prop. You know, yeah, and you're just going like basically in a circle and like. But, I'm with you. I think I had some interesting things. I remember playing several rounds of that. I was yeah. like, oh, this is kind of a cool way to, to do this. Um, but then they totally ditched multiplayer for these right. last, for this more recent kind of whatever they're calling it, trilogy. I think they do have a trilogy name for it internally for these three uh, that they just put out. Oh, um, trilogy? You mean including Origins? Yeah, it was like Origins, uh, Origins Odyssey Valhalla were kind of like a three-part thing that they were They're all very similar. In their... I think it was called the uh, Bloated Trilogy. Bloated, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, here we go. <laughs> there it is. <ends. laughs> oh, no, too much value. I do. I, I will um, say that like <laughs> those games may be a little fluffed. For sure. A little fluff. Fluff. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I mean, by the Remember by the, the rumor that Valhalla would be short? Remember that? That was yeah. fun. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> they said that, too. That they were like, cute. we we took your criticism from the Grease one, and we made this one shorter. And, like, I ended <laughs> up halfway I ended up halfway through that game, uh, through Valhalla, and I was like, I had already beaten the Grease okay. one by now. I'd to be fair, they didn't say shorter. They said it was going to be a smaller map, which I think mm. technically it oh. is. Oh, okay. Just denser, All right. right? Just All right. denser. It's, it's just denser. It's denser, yeah. but they also, the storyline is way longer than... It's Odyssey. so much longer, yeah. yeah. I just... Because oh, you can't really sense. continue it until you go take over almost every area. But um, so there's that, that game certainly has its flaws. Odyssey is still my favorite of those three. And I love Origins, too. I like, I like, Origins. I like those two. I like all three of them. I like Valhalla, too. I, I, dude, I enjoyed I'll, all three. We'll probably never beat it, yeah. Um, but here's hoping that this is just one of their experimental side things. Like... We heard about um, with the division they're doing Heartland, which is supposed to also be kind of a more of a spin-off and not mm -hmm. Division Three. So I'm still hopeful that they're going to do Division Three. They'll do Assassin's Creed, whatever new setting, well, single player. Didn't they release whenever they did Brotherhood or something? They released a, a game alongside it that was like it wasn't good, but it was like Syndicate or something like that. What? Like at the scene, they had um, they had this the sort of not side scrolling, but the like kind of. Well, maybe it wasn't syndicated. It was something one. else. It was something super glitchy or whatever that didn't get good reviews. Are you at talking the same about time. Unity and Rogue came out? At the might same. might be that. Might be that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And those were once they're they were fixed up. They're both really good games. But yeah, you're oh, right. Okay. Unity did notoriously have some some glitches to it. Well, and I think Rogue was like, I, uh, they were like, isn't this? It just feel like a reason for a lot four? of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, I but think I, I played love this, Rogue. right? I love. I Rogue. thought Rogue was cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was unique because you played as a Templar. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You basically turn on your assassins. Spoiler. Ooh. Yeah. So that's, that's a good premise. Yeah. Um, it is fun. I like that one a lot. And and it actually you interact with characters from other games. Um, yeah. all right. So they did show. I don't. Know if it was nothing to do with any kind of major presentation. I just saw this. I don't know if you guys Same. saw this. Too. I saw it too. Yeah. There's a uh, gameplay overview trailer released for Lord of the Rings Gollum, which is coming out next year. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have a ton to say about this. It was a pretty short trailer. There was it was, a, it was like four minutes. Yeah. Directors, producers, somebody was talking about it a little bit. You know their goals for the game, but they did show a good amount of footage i just didn't really get a good sense of okay when you're controlling Gollum, here's what it looks like and here's yeah, what there was like a three second four second clip of him sneaking around and yeah i'm like oh that's gameplay yeah. and then it cut to something else so it was like cinematic so it said gameplay not really though it's more of just kind of a, another teaser yeah. with some gameplay descriptions from the mm -hmm. one of the creators but you know 
the some of the settings they showed look really cool. They showed some yeah. of the main characters, like the King of the Elves from Mirkwood, who's also Legolas' father. And so I, there's just some cool stuff from Lord of the Rings lore that they're going to be including. And so while this game is nowhere near the top of my hype list, like it's one of those ones that could be like a dark horse for a game that I end up loving. Who knows? Because I do like a good yeah. stealth game. I, I love when games do stealth right. So Yeah. When they announced it, I was like, how is this going to work? And then they said it was a stealth game. And I was like, oh, that's, that's totally brilliant, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That could be that could be good. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like a good stealth game. A g- again, emphasis on a good stealth game. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. still think Mark of the Ninja is one of my favorite games, a side scrolling stealth so game. Good. And you oh, can attack you can attack enemies yeah. and you know you can kill them, of course, but it's more about traversing mm-hmm. the environment, getting past them or killing yeah. them with killing I them. Think, uh, I think I uh, think uh, Naughty Dog does a really good job at gratifying you when you approach it as stealth. Like okay. in Last of Us Two especially. You're like, oh, that felt yeah. that felt freaking good, oh, when man. You, when just, you clean through, yeah, yeah, when you clean through an area with like yeah. no gunshots, yeah, oh, that feels man. pretty good. Dude, yeah, there were times when I like I, I forget which section it was. It was I was controlling Ellie, and you're getting through. You know the the whistling tribe, whatever they are. Who are yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, the, stars. yeah, the archers, yeah. like the archers, right? Yeah. It's after you first encounter them, and then you're hiding. You got to get through a whole big area of them with like jungle trees and stuff. I restarted that section probably three or four times after getting spotted because it wasn't that I didn't want to fight. I did like the fighting in that game. I was just determined to get through. <laughs> yeah, I got stealth. I got through that part stealth. Yeah, yeah, that was one part that I was like, they're not gonna see me. These and I'm talking videos. about ridiculous stuff like <laughs> totally prone, crawling on the very edge of the map yeah. where the game is yeah, stopping yeah. you, and I'm just like trying to get there. Yeah. Uh, it's the, the opposite of what they, yeah, yeah. it's like the opposite of what ellie would actually do but right what are you gonna do um they also i saw this um game revealed i don't know if this was a brand new announcement it's the first time i heard about a new test drive game but test drive unlimited solar crown is coming out in 2022 they it announced looks like... it last year i think did they okay i believe I so i believe about... so yeah. i haven't heard about a test drive game in a long time so I thought yeah just... this is a really fun series I think I think it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. it's usually like open it, world. No yeah, there it's a, it's like Forza Horizon before Forza Horizon was. Oh, the okay. thing. Yeah. I'm I remember playing like Test Drive back or? on like a Windows 95 computer or something. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the old yeah. ones. But this Unlimited series is like yeah. the the huge open world, like yeah, always online, almost car MMO. Like it's mm. it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So that one and the the trailer was just cinematic, but still it's kind of cool that that's on the way next year. Um. TV show related, they did announce season two of The Witcher now is going to yeah. hit Netflix December There's a trailer, too. The trailer was trailer. good. So I believe that's two years to the month after the first season came out. Because first season, I think, was also a December. I do, I do think season three is going to come faster, especially since, you know, COVID and everything. Right. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. Shooting schedules have adapted. I didn't. Yeah. Um, so that's didn't, definitely why they put it on hold. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see any of the Witcher Con stuff, but I saw something like a headline about like DLC for The Witcher 3. Yeah. Ty- he's ty- getting like show. TV show, yeah, DLC. Yeah. There's going to be and <laughs> that I don't is think it's wild. I don't think yeah. it's going to be and I could be wrong. I I don't That's think it's so going to nice. be like a ton of content. I think it's more okay. about a few additional things cuz they're going they're putting out like next gen console versions of The Witcher 3. Right, so it's right, going right. to be like a a next gen upgraded version, which I am excited for that because it's one of my favorite games another, of all time. Another game. I, I imagine it will be fine. like a couple missions and like mostly That's, aesthetics, like play as play as Henry Cavill and it might know, actually like, have a, a Henry Cavill skin you can yeah to. that's mm. that's kind of what I'm thinking like you put on a Henry Cavill like skin suit but play as Superman Witcher maybe maybe it'll be oh, a full maybe it'll be a full fledged like um the first DLC they put out which was like an eight to ten hour not not I'm, the 
not the huge one, but the not middle blood one. Blood and wine, but the other one. Blood, yeah, the, blood the something? Blood stone or stone? Blood and stone. Yeah, blood and stone. stone. No, there was blood wine and something stone. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, it's blood anyway, um, I, I I liked this show. I didn't love it, but I, I enjoyed it. It was not the, definitely not the worst video game adaptation I've ever seen by any stretch. Um, and I am in, intrigued to see... Will season two? You should be praising it more. I'm really uncomfortable with this uh, slight (laughs) negativity towards the show. I kind of like. I kind of love it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I I think I think they made some interesting, but in in the end, after watching the second time, in the end, some some flawed decisions on the way they did the storytelling timeline issue. Yeah. And and I think that works in a certain. um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the IP is. Is it um. But you're trying to introduce new, a totally new world with new rules about everything and new characters, Mm -hmm. and then you tell a very, in the end, pretty disjointed story, although Mm -hmm. a very interesting one, a very well acted one. It was looked really great. I I did not think Henry Cavill would be good, but I love him as in in that role. I think he's great. And so I overall really enjoyed this. So I watched it a second time. So I definitely enjoyed it. That's a good point. Um, But I just, I I felt, I felt like the. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it because it doesn't really reveal to toward the end of the first season where there's a there's just a timing difference with some of the stories okay. that you're seeing. Well, like, I was going to ask because I know it's more based off the books instead of the game. It is, yeah. I believe it's so, way more leaned into the books than the game. Although yeah, if they, the games kind of take place after the, the books, people have interviewed the author and he doesn't want anything to do with either book or the yeah, game. Yeah, that guy's got sour grape for days about everything. Yeah. So. He doesn't like he doesn't like the game. He hates video games. Doesn't care about the show. I only got paid two million dollars for my property. Or so I remember there was a whole thing. I'm like, you're, dude, you're a millionaire now because <laughs> can I have it then? Can, like, yeah, like, what do you mean? Like, your your books were like, you know, Czech, you know, like folklore that no one read outside of there, yeah. and like now it's a worldwide commodity. Well, now and people recognize your name, and it's yeah, not a normal yeah, name. Like, like, it's a weird come name. Come on, who's the other <laughs> guy who did name. like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and like he's the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Uh, where he's just like, I hate all of my, you know, comic book movies. And I'm like, well, no one read your stuff, you know, either until your <laughs> movies came out. And then I'll, I don't know, whatever. Yep. <laughs> artists are going to be artists. Yeah. So this last piece of news I thought was cool. Um, a Plague Tale Innocence, of course, is going to be coming on the, it, it is now on PS5. It is now on, yeah. I have it downloaded oh, yeah. and ready to play on my That was the other PS5. one. Uh, it's also, uh, it's one of the cloud versions on Switch. That's what I was thinking of. So oh, that's wow. On- uh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's on Switch, but it's only wow. cloud version, and um, so that of course is going to take away from the experience. In general, the vibes I'm getting from some of the reviews that I've read, or at least the impressions that I've read, are if you don't have any other way to play it, the Switch cloud version is good. If you've got a decent connection, it's fine. You're going to have some dips in frame rate, and it just won't look as great. But if you have a choice, get a PC or now it sounds like the PS5 is the definitive mm. way to play this game. Yes, please get um, the PS5 version. Just get a PS Plus. Because the it's free. It's on PS Plus. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got faster load times, audio enhancements. The big changes though are going to be all about that Dual Sense controller. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. Oh, I bet it's crazy. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. and 3D sound. I, I did the uh, I did the prologue in chapter one, and I'm already like, dude. This controller. How does, how does so the slingshot insane. feel with the dual sense? Like, is it does well, it feel like you're actually in chapter one? You only get to play with the slingshot like once okay. when you're with your dad. Okay. And then after that, you're on the run and you're throwing right, right, stones. Right. So there's really not. Okay. I didn't really get to play with it a whole lot in terms okay. of like crafting fire and stuff like I'm that. I'm curious if it has the sensation of you kind of like spinning something. Yeah, that would be crazy. That would be that would yeah. be really cool. When Not that I noticed, play. but uh, uh, I'll, I have to play it more, obviously. But yeah, yeah, I was yeah. really impressed with it right off the bat. It was, yeah. 
it's really impressive for being not a huge AAA game to be pulling this off. Yeah. All right, well, let's close things out with stuff that we are watching and or playing. And I'm actually going to look at the bottom of the list first because I'm curious about I Think You Should Leave because this is something that I've kind of had on my radar but haven't (laughs) checked out. This uh, this is like, it's the most not up everybody's alley comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's going to (laughs) alienate a lot of people. Like in the first five or ten minutes of this show, like you're either either in or you're out, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what she said. The whole whole sketch, there's a whole sketch where he's like he he doesn't give his um what is it it's a gift receipt sketch you know what i'm talking about kyle mm. where he accuses stephen young uh, oh yeah that's from the first walking season, dead it? it's from season one yeah and he's like accusing him of not wiping his head after taking a mm. crap oh so that's why he won't also it's like a sketch show yeah, yeah it, sketch it is show. like a sketch show with like tim and eric like eric andre type yeah. crazy yeah. schizophrenic ADHD, yeah. ADHD almost like type humor you know it's yeah, just okay. like it's it's nutty you know so yeah. freaking funny though oh my god <laughs> again <laughs> to me but because yeah it's that. definitely the 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 mile the mile mileage will vary on this one but i'm, I'm a huge fan as well I <laughs> it's, think it's an acquired taste it it's is a, yes uh, it's it's i wouldn't call it sophisticated but it's, it's, it's comedy <laughs> the, it's whole, not, the whole haunted house sketch from this yeah, new season is, is so like yeah. the least sophisticated sketch i've ever seen it's so freaking funny we can yeah. say anything we want oh my god dude yeah, it's so, so good, i do yeah. you, you do you are making me kind of want to give this a try because i've seen it only, the but. episodes are only like 17 minutes, so it's like it's yeah. really easy for you to like dip your feet in, yeah. see a few sketches, and go. Yeah. I don't know if this is for me or oh, yeah. Gotta be in the right me. mood too. I couldn't be in a real serious, tired mood. As oh me. yeah, maybe come no. home and yeah, yeah, in a goofy mood. Like, well, yeah. I feel like I'm laughing at a lot right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely be watching season two again because I watched season two for the second time before season or season one a second time before season two came out, and I was like, damn, I should have revisited this sooner because I could have used all the laughs. Um, well, another show that I hear gives a ton of laughs. I hear it's hilarious, and that's Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe not for the right reasons. I'm kidding. Maybe it's good. I don't know. Who's watching this, and what do you think about it? Um, I was going to say, speaking of acquired taste, um, <laughs> so it's uh, so it's only four episodes, which I, I, I didn't even... I, I literally knew didn't know if it was going to be a movie, a show, until like pretty recently, and I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be a show, cool. And then like when I started watching, I was like, this is only four episodes, and each episode is only about 24, 25 minutes. So it's like, oh, it's it not even like, it's not even well, it's not even because it's like really about oh, an sure. hour total. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, oh. or no, I guess actually a little yeah. longer. Yeah, so a, it's a little like bit it's longer. like it's an a short movie. feature not length. E- yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But either way, it's still pretty sh- just short overall because it's only four episodes. Um, is, wait, is okay, is this the Resident Evil show that has the super woke casting? No, no, that's a that's the movie. That's okay. the actual new like uh, rebooted. Uh, I think movie it's a live action. Well, and then there's yeah, yeah, the yeah. Wesker, the Wesker kids. I think is the woke. Oh, one this is the animated show. one. Yeah, this is the yeah, animated just, one. So, uh, okay. Um, right. The like CG anime. Well, not like hand drawn, but like CG. Um, so it's got almost Leon. like gameplay cinematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's. I it's, mean, for a show called Infinite Darkness, and it's only four episodes long, an hour and a half total. I mean, that's. I don't Tim, know, man. Tim, there's Do a lot of darkness. That, there's a lot. There's a lot of darkness, though, Tim. There's a okay. lot of. There's a then lot of. You can't see a single frame. <laughs> 
there's a lot of suddenly the lights get turned off and it's like, what's going on? It's like, well, we know what's going on. Zombies are about to come out of nowhere. So, yeah. um, so this, uh, adventure, it basically is, uh, revolving around, uh, Leon and Claire. So they're the two from, you know, the main cast that are involved in the show. Um, much like Resident Evil 2, the game though, they don't really cross paths very often. Um, they basically meet at the, at the white house the one time and then like basically right at the end when, when shit hits the fan. So, um, the set pieces, as far as like the, like when you're, when they're fighting the zombies is like pretty decent, but it's just very short. Cause again, the episodes are pretty short. Mm-hmm. So like the action's pretty much over before you know it. Um, I mean, if you'd like, if you love Resident Evil and like you just get the cheese factor um and you're fine with it and you even enjoy it it's 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 an enjoyable watch um it's not gonna like blow your mind or anything but i still enjoyed it for what it was was Um, like the story at least good you know like did it move anything forward lore wise or so it definitely takes place after four because like even like the president like from basically that time frame is is in the mood is in the show and he even looks at like the the frame picture of at what is it ashley Ashley. Um, so like it's it's right after four. I don't know if it's before five, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely after four. Um, and at, at the very end of the show, there definitely is like a reference towards, I guess, one of the later group uh, bioterrorist sort of groups in, in the whole overarching. It, it's hard to keep track of like all these different bioterror groups that yeah. start showing up later in the series. I feel yeah. like there's like seven of them. Resident Evil 6 is just kind of a battle royale of, like, different yeah. and, <laughs> well, like, like, and e- acronyms and stuff e- like that. <laughs> even at the end of 8, like, at the end of 8, it's like Chris is doing this thing and, like, then something happens without being too specific. Like, then it's, yeah. like, suddenly this group that you thought was fine is, like, doing some shady stuff potentially. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. all right, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, what, what yeah. is everybody doing? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. But so there's like a little bit of hint of that. So I think that's supposed to sort of tie into one of the games that, you know, obviously we've already played because this is taking place in the middle of like the timeline, the overarching timeline. So, um, but like, I love the main cat. Like for me, like I, I didn't hate Ethan um, or I don't hate Ethan, but like, I just, for me, for some reason, it's just, I have that nostalgic attachment to like Chris, Leon, Jill, and um, who am I missing? Chris, Leon, Jill, and Claire, sorry, there we go. Like, those four main, for me, are, like, the main people that I like to follow in the series. So, you know, yeah, and they kind of deviated from Ethan. It's like, ah, okay, whatever, fine. I guess <laughs> I'll follow Ethan. But, yeah, it's it's an enjoyable watch if you just like Resident Evil as a whole. If you're just some random person stumbling across it, you might kind of be like, this is a little corny. I'm all set. Yeah. So yeah, I feel the same way about I'm watching through Mythic Quest. I don't think it's necessarily a comedy show for everyone. Like, there's going to be... If you like video games, like obviously we do, if you're listening to the podcast, what's wrong mm-hmm. with you if you don't like video games and you're listening to a video game podcast? But um, I'm fascinated by the video game industry. I love playing little mini games like Game Dev Story or Game Dev Tycoon. Dude, I love that. I love that kind of stuff. I love Game Dev Story. Yeah, and Game Dev Tycoon's uh, just as good, if not a little better, too. I yeah. recommend it. Um, yeah. But that being said, uh, this I don't think this show is necessarily for everyone. That, but. Some folks who don't care about video games might still like it because it's got, an, in my opinion, it's got enough little touches of Always Sunny because it's created by a lot of the same people. It's got mm. enough touches of um, Silicon Valley. There's yeah. some mm-hmm. connections yeah. there too. It's got enough. It's got enough touches of those two things that even if you're not really into video games, you might enjoy it. I just think if you're a big fan of video games, especially like you understand some of the references and they talk yeah. about, you know, the World of Warcraft stuff or how Ubisoft makes their games. Like I don't know, there's something about 
knowing the industry and loving it, that makes me really enjoy this probably yeah. more than I normally would. They, what, what I think helps the helps me enjoy enjoy it um, is the commitment they have to getting it right. Yeah, I think they did so yeah. much research with Ubisoft. Um, they did so much research. Ubisoft, like, how does this work in the industry? Produce it, right? Doesn't yeah. Ubisoft? Yeah. Yes, okay. yeah. They, that but the writers, it. like specifically, were like, "We want to get all the industry stuff right. Like, yeah. we can't just blurt stuff out. Like, well, you got to fix it. And, yeah. In the in the UI or whatever. Like, it doesn't make any, <laughs> like, just say words. It actually makes sense. Like, well, they yeah, exactly. they talk about they have these like higher ups of this major company be very just kind of like basic people who are talking about stuff just like we do except they're the ones who get to make the decision to, to include or not. So they're not like, I, I don't know. I like it. I like the caricatures. I do find that, you know, some of them are such psychopaths. They can be unlikable, especially early on. But as the show progresses, they do a better job of giving them a little bit of humanity and making Ooh, them likable. I, I think um, they hit a different note. Did you get to the pandemic special? I did. I think they hit like a different note in writing yeah. in that episode. Yeah. And then it just carried on. Like I just understood yeah. the characters like way better after that episode. That definitely helped. That was pretty funny too. I like with how they did that one. Yeah. Actually, that's the last one that I watched. So I'm just getting ready to start. I have one more special episode. And then I watched it. It was like dead center in the pandemic. Like it was yes. summer. Good, Things good were timing. Yeah. So I watched it, and I, I that episode hit me really hard. <laughs> like really hard. Uh, the, so the, the ending of it is just really good. The first season's good. I do think they struggle with making characters likable because they're trying to all be so crazy and so mm -hmm. funny. And then when they interact with other companies, like there's one character who's getting recruited by another game development company, and that guy is just so normal that you kind of see, like, oh, these people are all psychos, man. All yeah, of them are yeah. psychos. Uh, they all have big egos, yeah. It's, um, like, it's like in Parks and Rec with, like, the main cast are, like, they're relatively a little, like, kind of, like, not right in the head, but just, like, a little bit. And then you have, like, the citizens of Pawnee, and you're like, oh, my God, like, what's yes. wrong with these people? Like <laughs> That is what made – sorry, this is a slight rabbit trail here. I, having watched through the show The Office probably like seven times, I don't know how many times, I've watched mm, through it a million yeah. times, I'm it feels you. like, um, I feel like there was a, a shift in the last couple seasons where they made all the characters a little too wacky, and there was a right, moment, right. Uh, there was there was some totally moments, agree. like when they had Angela start licking her cats and stuff, that, that took it from like, uh, a fun show that could happen in a real office mm -hmm. where you've got a wacky boss and a few yeah. characters, but they're mostly normal, bored people. And it just made them all like Stanley was crazy and Kevin was crazy and everyone was crazy. Even Jim at times, they made him a little crazy. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, okay, this this show's losing its magic. So anyway, side, mm -hmm. sorry, that's a little side side rabbit trail there. Um, but I will, I want to say this about Mythic Quest. It's not necessarily a show that everyone will love, but I do recommend if you're going to give it a try, if you've got your Apple Plus TV, Apple TV Plus subscription, Give it a try, and I would say if you can make it through, and I know people say this all the time for shows, so I'm sorry, but this is the kind of show where you have to, in my opinion, you have to make it through episode five and maybe even into episode six, and it's, it's, I know that's two-thirds of the way through the first season, but that's where it started to really click for me, and now I'm like hooked, and I'm just, I'm, I'm going to start flying yeah. through it. And then There's, they have the, uh, you're about to bring it up. Yeah, I was going to bring up the, the stand standalone episode that could be, it could have been one of those surprising Black Mirror episodes that hmm. doesn't really have a dark twist. Because Black Mirror has a couple of those, but um, it, it kind of, it gave me that same vibe. Yeah. Um, maybe if they had a darker element to it at the end, that could have been, it definitely could have been a Black Mirror it episode. It was like the, it was like the life 
the life cycle of a of a game developer basically was that yeah. was that standalone episode. It was so it's, freaking brilliant. You, you've had four episodes of Mythic Quest. You're learning about these characters and kind of the egotistical creator and the inse- insecure executive director and the the angsty uh, programmer. And so you're learning all these characters, and all of a sudden, episode five starts, and it's called A Dark Quiet Death. And you don't see any of those characters except for one until a short post-credit sequence. Everyone else in the entire episode is a brand new character you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a completely encapsulated start-to-finish story. Yeah. Um, and it features, I'm blanking on his name, he did Spider-Man's voice. Jake, yeah, Jake Johnson and Kristen Jake, Miliotti. Yeah. Yeah. And she was in an episode of Black Mirror. Uh, she, she was. was she was uh, she in was. the Star Trek one, yeah. Yes, yeah. which is an amazing episode of, <laughs> That's a great of episode. Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, but it's just such a it's a sweet and tragic story of the creativity versus the commercial approach to all yeah. this. Stuff. It was just I thought it was so, so good. It, a yeah. lot of a lot of what ifs, you know, like if only this had happened, then maybe, you know. Um, and then later at the end of season one, there's a pretty cool callback to that. Um, I love dude. I love the way that they tied it in. Yeah. It was so brilliant to me. Surprising. And there is another moment. there is another I, I think it's episode six in season two. There's another uh there's a, there's another standalone episode and they tie it in just beautifully to the present day stuff. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's oh my god, dude. I love it. <laughs> the show just hits a different notes I'm for hooked. me. I mean, it's, it's to me, it's not. Good. It's 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 not like it didn't skyrocket to like, oh, this is one of my favorite comedies ever. But it's one I'm really into right now and I'm really enjoying it. I still, when it comes down to it, I'm still more of a Parks and Rec office. And honestly, Ted Lasso is one of my favorite comedies. Ted Lasso is great, dude. I freaking Ted, love Ted Lasso. Wait, it's like a week or so, right? Yeah, the, the new season, new season comes out two weeks from yeah. today. Can't but wait. um, it's that's such a happy show. I mean, holy it cow. is, it is, I, man. It's in, in the world needs shows like that or characters yes. like that, you know, where yeah. they're just like it, not not innocent, but like naive to a fault. Uh, <laughs> sort of, but he's also <laughs> or, or he's like and, he's overly optimistic though. He he's knows, optimistic, he knows what and think of him. what yeah. I like is that things don't necessarily go over his head, and he's a total idiot. But yeah. Sometimes they go over his head, and but that's okay. It's, I don't know. I I, I really he's not yeah. Michael Scott. Like he's <laughs> he's lovable. He's very lovable right. and very yeah. selfless, but also yeah. as you learn has flaws. I don't know, man. I I, I love it. I love Michael Scott show, is yeah. lovable. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, and, <laughs> Scott's and a, tots. Hey, Michael Scott. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Make his head on the desk. Oh man, he's uh, he's lovable in a I never want to work for with or interact with this. I don't know, dude. I I wouldn't wouldn't mind a boss like that. I would not mind a boss like that. I'm not even gonna lie. (laughs) All right, we we need to we need to wrap up the show. I know we're not gonna close it out, but we need to close with these two things. These are two of the main things I wanted to talk about. Right. This episode. So however much time it takes to get through these, I really want to talk about these. The first one being. Black Widow, which I think only Jeff has seen out of all of us, right? I have seen as well. I just, okay. I just saw so I uh, get, like two I hours get, ago. <laughs> oh, awesome. So I want to get Kyle and Jeff's thoughts on Black Widow. Of course, we, we'll keep it spoiler-free, everybody. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then also give our thoughts on Monster Hunter Stories 2. If you've at least played the demo, the demo lets you play a lot. Or if you've bought it and, and played it. I have downloaded the demo. Okay. Well, let's start with Black played. Widow. I want to hear what you guys think. It's been It's been a minute since we've had a major Marvel movie. Dude, yeah. And I went. I saw it in the theater last night. I, okay. I couldn't wait, and I think Kyle watched it on. Uh, and t- let's just say he watched it on TV. Okay, let's just say I watched TV. it on TV. Let's just <laughs> don't worry about it. I was gonna say Disney. Watch on TV and don't worry about it. I totally watched it. I, you know, I own Disney Plus, and that's all I'm gonna say. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I subscribe every month. 
I was able to watch it at home. I subscribed to Disney Plus. Those are my two statements. Yeah, I watched it. Pirates of the Caribbean first, and then I watched Black Widow. <laughs> Beyond that, I played the fifth. But um, but it's just that was my first time, uh, not in a theater, but obviously being back in the theater for a Marvel movie since um, Far From Home. Mm. So I mean, that's the last one that point... released in theaters, man. That was yeah, it was. And yeah. there was a point, um, and that was in 2019. That's so long ago. Um, Which, by the way, everyone who complains and isn't a comic movie fan, like I'm tired of all these comic book movies. Dude, it's been a while. So yeah, yeah. it's part. It's been so part of the zeitgeist for so on long. On the hate, yeah. It makes no yeah. sense to me to, <laughs> like, to be tired of something so that. Before you just get into some of the details year. of this, I, I kind of want overall, and I know Kyle, you're right off of it. And even if you see a bad movie in, in at home, um, then uh, it it can feel like it was better right away, and then maybe after you think about it. So I'm I want your total objective opinions. Was this a Good, great, mediocre entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is this is this up there with the best of the best? Is it kind of in the middle of the pack? What is? This? I think I think it's in the middle, but like middle of the pack. Yeah, it's uh, it's like upper middle though. It's not. Yeah, yeah. I I, I and I think that w- with enough time that's gone by or whatever, I was so mm-hmm. excited. And that doesn't like feed into. Oh, I just liked it because I was so starved for it. It it's such a action packed like adventure that. Yeah. Uh, it's really delivering what we're all here trying to watch like Marvel movies for. And this is just like a- crazy action, ridiculous moments, uh, great comedy, new characters, you know, like it's just, I, I, every, I think they hit all the notes that they were trying to hit. Mm-hmm. And I think the notes feel all the much sweeter that there was like a two year kind of break or whatever, a year and a half break or whatever between the last movie yeah. and this movie. Even if that was not their intention, obviously to do it yeah. that way, to delay it that long, it kind of felt like, like, I mean, we, we probably should have waited that long anyway. Like, it's yeah, just... may, I mean, yeah, we, I think we all could have used a, a year, yeah. you know, off of Marvel, yeah. but like and Endgame was a, I mean, love it or hate it. I know some people hated it for whatever reason. It was a very dramatic and very epic conclusion to a right. long string of Marvel movies. I, yeah. And then I, far from home was, I thought a fantastic epilogue. It was, a, it was a coda. It was certainly a coda. I can't imagine I mean? anyone hating Endgame. That seems insane. Yeah, I, oh, I mean, some people I, do. I, yeah. I know I do. I know people in my life. Yes. Who hate that movie. Yeah. But Stop I, talking I, to them, Kyle. Stop. I talking. am. Are, they're toxic and I hate them. There are <laughs> folks who actually, they would have preferred it to end with infinity war. Like, let mm. that be the long pause. Let that kind of, let that sit sure. with everybody. Sure. Well, then so. they have to wrap it up, but, like, with Endgame. So, you know. Uh... <laughs> so Endgame would eventually <laughs> come out anyway. Um, I don't know. I, I I agree. I think the long pause between Endgame and Infinity War yeah. would have been kind of cool, but, um, you know. Okay, but tell, tell me about Black Widow. What what were some yes. of the highlights, the lowlights? I mean, yeah, is, so it, weird? is say, it weird? Is it weird knowing part... the fate of Scarlett Johansson's character? There, okay, actually, so, actually there, this... were, there were some parts where, like, she was threatened, and I was like, I feel nothing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that, and right. That, that's prequelitis right there. So, like, yeah. she's in a lot of moments where you're like, there's no way she's getting out of this. But she has to, because this takes yeah. place right after Civil War. So, what, what would be more interesting if she were faced with some moral dilemma where she could do something horrible? That'd be more mm-hmm. interesting, because now you're yeah. like, maybe she did this thing. Uh, but, and I yeah. and there are elements of that where it's just like, yeah. oh, she's was up to some shit, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, at some point, yeah. So. She, they cover something she did in her past to be uh, initiated into Shield, and it involved like one of her last tough decisions to make on a moral, yeah, you know, from and it moral ties into a greater Marvel mystery that we've been hearing yeah. about, and like it's okay. they do a really good job tying it all up and. Uh, this is not a spoiler, but Jeff and I were talking earlier, and it feels like this movie was as much a Florence Pogue origin story, you know, whatever, yeah. Uh, yeah. Alana, I think her name is, 
uh, as well as a Black Widow movie. And the dance that they pull off with being both of those things at the same time is very elegant. And they pu- I think they pull it the F off big time. So Yeah. And they she's honestly, the, she's and, the young actress, right? Who's yeah, she's Yelena, the young actress, yeah. She's Yelena, the Yelena version of Black Widow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is like, a real Black Widow character in the comics, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um so this uh there was i was gonna say there was a moment in the theater that like uh uh it, it's not a spoiler it's in the trailers taskmasters in this movie right um and there's the there's the first fight that they have with uh with black widow and um and task like there's a part where black widow tries to rope him up uh, into the ceiling like using one of her little handy rope things and he cuts it in midair and does like a flip back at her and i'm like Marvel movies are back, baby. Like, I was <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start fist pumping. Like, yeah, yeah. right. And Taskmaster was doing was just like Marvel movies, baby. Yeah, like yeah. it was I, just so cool. I thought the choreography, the fight choreography, is amazing. I thought the set yeah. pieces were awesome. I thought that they like that they really nail the action in this movie. And if that's what you're there for, like you're you definitely going to get that for the sure. Action reminded me of uh, I was telling Kyle this a lot. Like some people on like Twitter and stuff were comparing it to like Bond, but I think it's more oh. like Mission Impossible. Very like the so. set pieces okay. are so big. It feels and, like Mission Impossible for sure. Yeah, and there's like reveals and stuff that they do that are very much textbook Mission Impossible. Oh like, yeah, that you're like, like ooh, that literally sick, directly you know? from Mission Impossible. <laughs> <some> <laughs> I love Mission Impossible reveals. Yeah. I know people hate them, and I know two is considered like one of the worst. Oh, dude, there's Impossible. like six but mask I, ripoffs. Like, I, yeah, I love yeah. that. <laughs> I love that. But it's like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. In Mission they're, Impossible they're, two, there's so many. It's yeah. Really oh, yeah, initial, yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, uh, David Harbour is a total like show stealer for me as well. Oh yeah. Like, him playing Red Guardian, like he is just having the time of his freaking life in this movie like uh rachel i've never related to this is gonna sound tragic but i never related to somebody more because he is he is just trapped in his glory years of like (laughs) like he's aged and he's you know he uh, he was a certain role for for mother russia and he's not anymore so all he does is talk about when he was the star of mother russia like the entire time yeah. Uh, and I'm like, God, I feel that. That was like me, like, you know, my 20s where I'm like, yeah, man, I did, used to do this, used to do this. And it's not a thing anymore, dude. You have to put <laughs> yourself up to it. <laughs> he's got such a cool physical presence on screen. Like, he, yeah. in Str- Stranger Things, every scene he's in, yeah. he just has a presence there, you know? Does, so I, yeah. I could see him doing a good job in this role, too. Every every part of that, that Black Widow family, you know, the, uh, of course, Scarlett Johansson, who we already know, um, mm-hmm. eight movies or however many she's been in. Um, but everybody has like a quirk. Like Elena is like doesn't put up with anybody's BS. Like her her one liners are just like she's just fed up with every scenario. It's yeah, really fun. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, David Harbour who is like super like delusional with his past. Um, and uh, then Rachel Weisz plays like a nerd. She's like super oh, nice. nerdy. I didn't expect Dude. that at all. Rachel yeah. Weisz. She's uh she's cute. She, she's yeah, a, she she's is. A she's a hell she's of an actress, lad. and yeah. everyone who's doing like accents in this movie, and this is coming from like a white American, are nailing it. I think <laughs> yeah, they're all I, very fun I, and very like. I think that. I think Kyle also job, thought so. that Dick Van Dyke did a great job with his Cockney London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Boy, and John Wayne when he played a Chinese person, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, you know, good times. Yeah. By the way, that picture behind you, Jeff, of you know Scarlett and Florence. Uh, just just at a glance, maybe it's the angle, but Florence looks, is she pretty jacked? Like, look at how thick her neck is. She looks strong. Look at her. Look she at that. She does look tough. She's dating Zach Braff from like Scrubs. Way. And I listen to yeah. the Scrubs podcast. Oh, and she often she? talks about, she often talks about like her like workout regimen and like she got jacked for this movie. For yeah, sure. Man. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's stout. You know, she she really works. She's got scraps. She is definitely my takeaway was like I can't wait to see more of her because she was like the funniest. She was definitely hands down the funniest part of the movie. She is getting great reviews, even though the movie is getting mixed ones. But she's getting great reviews. I can't wait to see her and Tony in a room. Oh, oops, sorry. Oh, Oh, God, sorry. Uh, Damn it. Her and maybe Rocket. (laughs) that's a good way to wrap up our black yeah. widow impressions guys uh but i do plan on watching it don't know if i'll watch it at home wink or if i'll watch it uh in theaters at some point i think it's um, worth just to experience the marvel phenomena again in that's theater. what i'm thinking I, I know that there are people that theaters, are like to be honest as I soon as i mentioned uh black widow people were just automatically pre-hating it even though they hadn't seen it yet and i'm like you should probably see it <laughs> You should, yeah, you guys should it. probably really watch it because you know. I don't know. It's been fun. I don't know. If you like yeah. if you've been I liking mean, these movies, if you've hated them for a while now, like cut it out. Like stop they, giving them money. They could have they could have literally they could have literally have taken a ten year break and then this came out that people would still be like, Too many comic book movies. It's like yeah. all right, like yeah, you know, right, like yeah. what do you want? Agreed. Agreed. What do you yeah, want? I don't know. All right, well, we're going to wrap things up with our thoughts on Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. Now, I'm not expecting that. I don't know if you, any of you guys have tried it yet. I put a good amount of time into it so far. My daughter, actually. It's usually my son, Shepard, and I. He's my gaming mm-hmm. buddy. But it's actually my daughter. Her name's Nev, and she loves this game. Loves it. Nice. So I, I pretty much have lost my Switch, is what I'm trying to tell you. I wasn't planning <laughs> on buying it. I wasn't. I was planning on just trying the demo, playing as long as they let you, and then maybe getting it on sale. But she tried the demo, and then, listen... If you're listening and you're a dad, especially a dad of a daughter, and she looks at you and kind of goes, Dad. And I'm like, all right, I'll buy it. <laughs> so, I mean, don't have to pull my leg or my I arm. am weak. So anyway, yeah. but this game is really, really cool. I don't Have you guys played it at all, even the demo yet? No, I am. Yet. It's not so yet. on my, it's so hard on my radar. But right, no, I haven't give it a, to it. Give it a try because it's a free demo. And if you do end up liking it, demo progress carries over. Um but it's got this really cool opening cinematic. It's one of those moments where you're like, this is on Switch, right? Because it just looks really good. I, I thought the mm-hmm. I thought the anime looked really nice in this one. The music production sounds so good and musically is really pretty. So I think they did the production value on this, they didn't they didn't half ass it, which a lot of times the spin-offs you're like, oh, did they do their their best here? They really did. I think they did a good job. That monster um, hunter budget. Yeah, so I mean they're using that money that they clearly are making. Um the visuals, I think, have a pretty simple anime style. Nothing that'll blow you away. You've seen the trailers and the, the screenshots. But I think the way they've decided to build this makes it work really well on the Switch. And I have watched some videos of the PC version, and it looks really pretty on the PC. Mm. So Switch, it runs smoothly, and you'll be able to play it. And it's portable, and that's you know that's how my daughter's going to play it. But if you've got a nice PC, it can run pretty. It looks really nice on the PC. Um, I think it's a pretty cool story, like this lore of these monster hunters that are coming in against this native tribe that are more about taming and riding the monsters who they call monsties which at first is annoying but you get used to it um (laughs) it centers on this uh this mythical rathalos who's got these wings of ruin and i don't want to give too much away there's there's just some cool stuff that happens there with some of the existing monsters in the monster hunter universe it's mostly fully voice acted there's a few text only parts but most of the voice acting is pretty good it's at least up to par with what you'd expect from an anime show or game you know some of it's got that cheesy saturday morning cartoon moment here and there but mostly mostly good silent protagonist though which still kind of bugs me oh really when they'll say yeah. something to you and your protagonist just kind of goes hmm you know what i mean it's like <laughs> well what was that what that was nothing it's that link um, nonsense so uh you get to design your main character pick boy or girl you have a few options hair color and style stuff like that but it's all about these monsties and basically what you're doing is you're catching monsters that you would recognize from the monster under series 
uh, and you're not, I shouldn't say catching them. You're actually getting eggs and then hatching them. And then they, mm. they build a connection to you as a rider because you're getting trained as a, as a rider. Uh, combat's pretty traditional turn-based RPG. It's not like Monster Hunter. Um, so you've got lots of leveling up. You are fighting beside your AI partner as well as potentially some another rider who sometimes is on missions with you with their monster too. So And you can swap them out. It's a little, little Pokemon-esque. Well, not like Pokemon so much. There's other games where you have pets that you raise and level up, but then mm. they act on their own in the battles. Um, that's kind of how this works. And so it's got a very kind of a rock, paper, scissors approach. You have power, tech, or speed attacks, and different ones overpower the other ones, you know? So, like, um, I think speed beats power, power beats tech, tech beats speed, something like that. So it's got some of those elements to it that make the combat, I thought, surprisingly in-depth and fun, but not so complicated that... Someone like my daughter couldn't figure it out. You know, it's very color-based. It's very clear. And, Sounds like uh, Fire Emblem a little bit, right? Isn't that like a three-pronged sort of thing? Within the So you, you explore an open uh, open area. I shouldn't say open world, but you explore open areas. Mm. You engage with the, with, the, with the monster in a very turn-based RPG style. And then if you're attacking each other, then that rock, paper, scissors thing goes into effect. So right. you can always see who the enemy monster is targeting. And then if you target them at the same time, then that's when the rock, paper, scissors thing happens. So lots of cool, you know, double and team up attacks and kinship attacks with your monster as you build, uh, you know, your uh, kinship with them. Um, I just think it's it's really cool. It's a surprisingly deep RPG game for the summer, if that's what you're looking for. Tons of stuff to upgrade and equip and all that stuff. So I highly recommend it if you like turn-based RPGs and you're cool with the anime style visuals and storytelling. Then. This guy. 100 yeah, percent i'm all in those Scary. are big sales for me 100 <laughs> percent recommend it so. I've, I've, ne- I've never been into the monster hunter series so i, I i'm just gonna have to try the demo and see how i respond do it me. yeah try the demo yeah. it's one of those things where once you get through the first once you get your first egg and hatchet you've kind of got an idea of how the combat works and all that and if you're not digging it then great you've saved yourself 60 bucks but right that's what i love about demos dude more i wish more titles did that honestly all right, well, we're going to wrap this episode up. Thank you guys for hanging out so late. Sorry, I was a little late. Sorry, Derek, you weren't here. We miss you, buddy. We'll see you next week. Do we, do we miss him? Well, Daniel, yeah. miss, Daniel misses him. Okay, <laughs> fine. Yeah. All right. All right, guys, have a good week. We'll see you. <laughs>